You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Now then, uh, let us talk to our vet, Pete Weatherburn, and uh, good to see you, Pete. Uh, good thanks morning, for Declan. dropping into us today. Good morning. And uh, it's a familiar theme we're going to talk about today, and that is puppies and puppy farms and buying puppies online and unauthorised places and the welfare of pups and things like that. Yes, there's lots of problems there. People buy pups online and then they belatedly discover that they've bought a puppy from a puppy farmer and that the puppy has poor health and bad behaviour because it hasn't been properly socialised and then the dog goes on to suffer and the most common cause of death of young adult male dogs is euthanasia for bad behaviour and that's often because they've had a bad start in life with poor socialisation. So the government um, recognises that there's, there's serious issues here and last week the Minister of State for Rural and Community Affairs, Sean Canney, um, talked about the possibility of, of, um, of even banning the sale of puppies online. Um, so he's, he's, he's certainly said Is a lot of... Is that practical, though? Well, that's, that's, that's why I think it's worth talking about, because I think that that particular idea isn't practical. I think everything happens online now, and if we try just to say puppies cannot be sold online, people selling dogs for all sorts of reasons um, would have to find another way to sell them, and so they would go to the dark web or something, and, and a way would be found around it. So I, I think... Rather than doing new things like that, I think the most important thing that the government could do about animal welfare is to enforce the laws properly that currently exist. For example, every dog that is sold, or even that changes hands, never mind for money, just every dog that is passed on to a new owner, has to be microchipped under Irish law. It must be. Yet, I would say that about 9 out of 10 of the puppies that I see in my practice are not microchipped. So the law is just not being enforced there. And it should be. And there should be a, a simple way of enforcing that. So um, also the way that the, the, way that the, um, uh, the Irish system of legislation for dogs is organised is just wrong. So what you have is you have the Department of Agriculture who look after puppy farms and, um, uh, um, and in, in insist that all dogs are microchipped. But then you have the Department of of um, community and rural affairs who look after the dog, the dog pounds and that whole system. So you've got, uh, and the dog licences. So you've got one, one branch, one government department which does dog licences and another government department which does microchip database of dogs. So you've got two entirely separate databases of dogs in this country that don't talk to each other. It's totally separate. I mean, that's just mm. silly. So, With a problem in the middle. A problem in the middle, yeah. So, so they, they clearly should integrate the two systems. So the dog license system is linked to the microchip system. So then all dogs are microchipped and that's connected to the license. And that should happen. And that would just... It's just so logical and obvious. But because it's two separate departments and because there's a lot of people who are embedded in the system, so the post offices sell the dog licences and that's all connected up like that. And, you know... Um, Do people it, have dog licences? You legally are obliged I to know. have your dog microchipped and to have your dog licensed. And I would say about 30% of the population have both of those. So you have 70% of the population who just ignore the law and nobody's doing anything 
anything about it. So before the government starts inventing new laws to control people do with dogs, they should just fix it so that you have 90%, 95% of people getting their dogs microchipped and licensed. If you do that, you'll have a much more organised system for, for dogs in this country and dogs would, would have much better right. lives. But it doesn't sort out the under-the-radar you know, puppy farms that yeah, are see, whispers and but if you enforced things it, like that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you enforced the legislation, then it would do. If you made sure that only dogs that were microchipped could be sold online, that would be something I'd support. Have it so that you could only sell a dog online if you quote its microchip number. Something like that. Some way of integrating microchip with dog sales is what's needed. Um... At the, at the moment, see, the, the, the puppy farms in this country, there's a bit of a, a misnomer here, really. There's two types of puppy farms. They should really be called dog breeding establishments because that's what they are. And the government has encouraged dog breeding establishments. That, and what they are is they are licensed puppy farms. And licensed puppy farms or dog breeding establishments are inspected by local authorities. And, and, and because they're inspected they should have standards that are measured and monitored. The real problem is unlicensed puppy farms. In other words, people just setting up um, breeding dogs in, in sheds out the back and nobody's watching what's mm. going on. And um, those are the real issue. And the black market. I want to ask you one question, though, in the time we have, Pete. The legislation around monkeys. Monkey has been in the news because a monkey was discovered uh, where a guardy raided um, a gang f- for drugs and arms and things, and a monkey was found. What's what's mm. the story? So, the, the, we've got monkeys in Rat Drummond and Island. Yeah, it's not very well. Yeah, th- that's the monkey sanctuary. That that monkeys that've been rescued from laboratory type situations and uh, put loose into the wild on this island, and it's a, it's a great place for monkeys to hang out. But the thing is, in this country. There isn't the law on keeping exotic pets is very relaxed and loose, and um, there are strict laws on things like the importation of of, of animals um, under international treaties. Um, but the law on um, keeping exotic animals isn't specific. You're obliged under the animal welfare legislation in this country to make sure that any animal that you care for. Um, you meet all of its needs, including its nutritional, behavioural, environmental needs, all of those needs. So arguably, that could be used to make sure that somebody, if they do happen to keep a monkey or a tiger or or an, an elephant, to make sure that they keep it in a way in which all their needs are met. So that could be that law can be used to make sure that people don't keep animals in the wrong situation. Um, and so I suppose there'd be an argument that you don't actually need specific laws about specific exotic animals because you can you instead of talk that, about the environment just, because just it, go back to just if go you back live in an apartment there's no point in having an elephant except yeah. in some cases the elephant is in the room there's plenty of those around aren't there I'm telling you alright thanks Pete thank you Declan. good to see you Pete Weatherburn and you'll find Pete himself if you are travelling in Bray and you want to go to Old Connor Avenue is where Pete's vet practice is and of course he's got a website too which is Pete the vet dot com.